0: Welcome to the Website Coach Podcast, the podcast for entrepreneurs and small business owners that want a winning website, one that attracts more visitors and helps them book more clients. I'm Marie Brown, a website designer and business strategist, and I'll be sharing simple and actionable tips to help you create a winning website. So let's get started. Hi, welcome back. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about SEO. SEO stands for Search Engine optimization, or as it's otherwise known, how to get found on Google. Now, before you decide to switch off this techie-sounding podcast, just hear this. Number one, I'll never use jargon without explaining it to you on my podcast. And two, this is not going to be a techie episode. I'm going to tell you what you can do to get your website found on Google. And you won't need someone with a degree in dark arts to help you. In fact, i stay well clear of them. It also doesn't matter whether your website is built on WordPress, Wix, Squarespace, Dreamweaver or tablets of stone. Okay, maybe not tablets of stone. Because this episode is not about the tech. Although I think I already mentioned that. How do you get your website to the top of page one of Google is the question I get asked the most when it comes to websites. And it's a good question to ask because getting your website listed at the top of page one of Google can make a big difference to the number of people visiting your website. Now, I talk about Google mainly because it's the most frequently used search engine, certainly in the UK. It's used in about 80 to 90% of searches in the UK. Pretty scary how powerful they are, isn't it? (laughs) Let's not go there. But you can, the same principles apply to any search engine, not just Google. So getting your website listed at the top of page one of Google gets you more people visiting your website. And the more people who visit your website, the more people will buy or book or whatever action it is that you want them to take, right? Well, they do need to be the right kind of people, What do I mean by that? Well, if you're a massage therapist in Manchester, there's no point having visitors from, say, Cambridge Wells, unless they're planning on visiting Manchester, of course. And if you sell expensive jewellery, you're not interested in people whose budgets are a fraction of what you charge visiting your website. In my case, with a name like Beyond the Kitchen Table, which, you know, was a good idea, I'm after entrepreneurs and small businesses looking for websites, not kitchen tables or recipes. So you do want the right people visiting to get more leads, bookings, sales, or whatever it is that you want. Most people still use Google, or sometimes other search engines, to search for products or services before they buy. And after personal recommendation, it's the best source of traffic to your website in terms of what is sometimes called intent-to-buy. That's people coming to your website looking to buy. An SEO, done right, I'll tell you how in a moment, delivers the right kind of people who are looking to buy now or soon, not just browsers. It's important to know that you don't need to pay to get on page one of Google. What I'm talking about is free. Let me quickly explain the way a Google search result page is set out. Then we can talk about how to get on there for free the very top of search results will show you ads these obviously you need to pay for now i must admit as a user of google i tend to ignore them because they're not always as relevant as the organic results that's the ones where they haven't paid google i'm not talking about ads at all today so at the very top of google you've got the paid ads then you often have a map again i'm not talking about that map today But I will talk about that in a future episode. Today, I'm talking about the results under the map, free listings. And while we all like to think that Google is so amazing that our websites will just be found, and it will love our websites so much that it will rank us at the top of page one for all the words and phrases that people searching for our business might use, I'm afraid that's not true. Sorry to burst the bubble. You don't need me to tell you that it's a very competitive world out there. You might want to and think you should rank highly for, let's say, wedding photographer, Penshurst Place, because you're a wedding photographer and this is one of your venues. But lots of other wedding photographers will want to rank for this too. Even if they don't currently photograph there, they might have ambitions too. If it was as easy as hoping to rank at the top of page one, then everyone would be there. Google has a system for ranking, the algorithm that people talk about. Google isn't just going to put you at the top because you, the business, want to be there. It's focused on the people who come to use it as a search engine because Google is business too, a very successful one at that, and it wants people to come back. So it puts the results it expects people searching want at the top. If someone is searching for the term Wedding Photographer Penshurst Place then it's going to deliver what it thinks are the best results for that term on page one. Because if people searching get the best results for Wedding Photographer Penshurst Place and they find exactly what they're looking for next time they're looking for something they'll use Google again. That's how it gets an 80-90% market share by being the best search engine. Oh, and, well, they may just have bought out a few competitors along the way. Anyway, enough waffling. How do you get to that coveted page one position? That's what you want to know, right? The most important thing, if you want to be found for a particular word or phrase, is to write about it. No black magic or dark arts. Write about what you want to be found for. It's a good job you didn't pay me to tell you that, isn't it? If you search wedding photographer Penshurst Place, you will see that the first few results are all about weddings photographed at Penshurst Place. It's super clear what these pages are about. They're about weddings photographed at Penshurst Place. As you go down the search results, you'll see pages from photographers that list places they photograph at, which mention Penshurst Place. They're not writing about wedding photography at Penshurst Place. They're writing about wedding venues they photograph at, including Penshurst Place. It's not the same. When Google's deciding which website pages are relevant for that search term, they might consider including that website page because it mentions both wedding photography and Pennshurst Place. It's relevant. But when it decides how to rank them, a page or a post that is all about the term being searched for is going to rank higher. So you need to write about what you want to be found for, not just mention it along with lots of other things that you want to be found for. Which leads us nicely onto number two, which is one phrase equals one page or post. When you know what your ideal clients are searching for and you want to try to rank for that term, that keyword as it's called, the best thing you can do is write a page or a blog post about it. So in the example of wedding photographer at Place, you could write a page or a blog post, it really doesn't matter which for Google, all about wedding photography at Pennseth's Place. You could, of course, show examples of weddings you photographed there. That's what many of those that rank highly do. But you could also talk about great spots to photograph and show examples like this gorgeous bench next to the peonies you could talk about how the photographs change with the different seasons different styles of weddings there etc best of all you could do this even if you've never shot a wedding there google doesn't know that you could also link to other services you work with for weddings there like hair and makeup artists wedding cars caterers if they allow external caterers etc Not only would Google love this type of content, but any wedding couples getting married at Pensehurst Place would do too. It makes you seem like a real expert or authority on photographing weddings at Pensehurst Place. You really know the place. So it will improve your position on Google search and it will make those who click through more likely to call or make an appointment to see you, attracting and booking more clients. Yes, writing a page or a post like this takes time. But just think, if one client books as a result of finding you through search, or indeed finding you elsewhere and reading that post, then it's time well spent. Especially because it will live on for years. And looking at that particular search term on Google, some of the pages on page one are from five years ago. Now, a social media post might be quicker, okay, It's a lot quicker, I get that, (laughs) to write. But after 24 hours, it's forgotten. It's gone down the feed, never to be seen again. Website pages, including blog posts, aren't like that. Yes, they take more effort to write, but they last years, not hours. If you're sneaky, you can even repurpose them into social media posts. Two birds, one very large stone, so to speak. So what else do you need to do to get to page one of Google? Well, number three is optimise your page that you've just written. Google is smart, but it doesn't just know which pages are relevant to the search time. It's not quite that smart, at least yet. It looks for clues, so you need to feed these to Google. The biggest clue, or one of the biggest clues that Google looks at, is the title of the page or post. So, if you want to be found for wedding photographer Pencer's Place, your title should contain the words wedding, photographer, or photography. Google does understand very close terms like that. And Pencer's Place. Not something like the most beautiful gardens in England for your wedding. Google likes direct, not clever. The URL, or slug, I'll explain what they are in a moment, is another big clue that Google looks at. This is the website address. So, for example, beyondthekitchentable.co.uk slash SEO basics, which just happens to be the address of the blog post that goes along with this episode. Your website should be set up to name pages or posts using the title of the post or something else that you specify not by date or a random string of numbers, which can often be the case. Now, many websites default to using the page or the post title in the URL, the the website address. And while that's fine, I do suggest altering it slightly so your keywords or phrases are at the beginning and or by removing additional words like and and the. After the website address, It's a case of making sure you use the words or phrases that you want to rank for, and related ones, a number of times in the copy, including in the headings and subheadings. Google places more importance in the words found in headings and near the top of the page or post. But it's more important that the page or post reads naturally. If it's stuffed full of keywords, every keyword sentence without any keyword thought to the keyword reader, visitors won't keep on reading. You get my point. (laughs) Even if you get the traffic, if visitors leave because what you've written isn't interesting, then they're not going to become clients, which is the point of this after all. It's also worth mentioning that Google knows how long people spend on your website after they click. Yes, Google knows a lot. And if people are clicking away from your website quickly, Google takes it as a sign that it's not good content. And it will at some point move you down the rankings. So I recommend writing the page or post naturally without thinking about using that specific term or phrase. Then once it's written, go back and look at the headings. Are you using the keywords or phrases in the headings enough? And if not, can you easily add them in any way? If you can't, leave it. I'd then suggest looking at the first couple of paragraphs and doing the same. Are the keywords and phrases used in the first couple of paragraphs? And if not, can you reword them slightly to include? Remember, it needs to be readable above everything else. And finally, check that they're used elsewhere in the copy. If you've got a WordPress website, use Yoast or another SEO plugin, as they are quite good tools for checking the the density or the number of times that each keyword or phrase is used, and it will tell you whether it's enough or even if it's too much. A final trick, and I don't usually recommend tricks because Google eventually does find them, is to use your images. The file name of the image should include the keyword or phrase that you're trying to rank for, and you can also use keywords in the alt text function. Now, these, the file name and the alt text, are two different things. The file name is imported when you add the image. So you should name it before you upload it onto your website. IMG 2541 doesn't tell Google anything about your image. Whereas, wedding photograph Penshurst Place 1 does. Alt text is is designed for those who can't see the images and is supposed to be a text description of the image, like, elderly lady sat knitting on red sofa. But Google does take this into account, so you can use this to your advantage. In the case of wedding photographer Penshurst Place, you could use phrases like, photograph of wedding couple in hall at Penshurst Place. Assuming it is, of course. Now, this might sound like a lot to do. To be honest... It's not. You just need to make sure you're writing about what you want to be found for and using that keyword or phrase in some important places. I've got an SEO optimization checklist if you'd like a copy. You can download it for free um, in the download section of my website. So that's beyondthekitchentable.co.uk. The link is in the show notes too. And while writing a page or a post about what you want to be found for and optimising it by including keywords in the right places are the most important things you can do. There are a couple of bonus things that I'm going to tell you about which will also help your ranking. Because Google actually looks at a few hundred different items when it decides how to rank your page when somebody is searching. Don't worry, I'm not going to talk about several hundred. I've <laughs> just got a few here. First of all, Google does need enough words to be able to work out what a page or post is about. So these are words in the website rather than in an image or PDF. And quite a number of people use PDFs as their blog posts, uh, especially if they've got things like recipes or checklists or something like that. And Google can't find those because it doesn't read the words in the PDF. You actually need to have the words in the page or post. And 300 words is considered the minimum number Google needs to see. However, Google likes, and therefore usually ranks higher, longer content. Now, don't just pad out your page for the sake of it, because visitors don't like waffle. But if you can write more and give more value, then it's worth doing. I would just caution, though, against perfectionism, because a 300-word page that you have published is going to rank more highly than a 1,000-word page that is not published. Because of course, Google doesn't rank unpublished content. Images are also helpful in a page. We're visual creatures and images help break up text. It makes it easier to read and people will stay on your website longer. They'll stay even longer if you have an engaging video. So I'd recommend including images and or video if you want to rank more highly. The speed of your website pages is another important factor. No one, including Google, likes slow website. There are quite a few things you can do and should be doing to make sure your website loads quickly. And I'm going to record a whole separate episode on this topic. No yawning. It's important. (laughs) But at the very least, make sure any images are correctly sized and videos are hosted off your website. For example, with YouTube or Vimeo, so they don't slow down your website. You'd be amazed at the number of websites I get to see trying to load files which are a few megabytes. Final bonus tip, the Google bots work by using links to move from one website to another. It's like a giant spider's web. And while it's fantastic to have links pointing from a great website to your website, these are called backlinks, and doing that is another episode, you should also include links to other pages in your website and other websites from your website pages. So to add an extra boost, I recommend going through your page or post that you've written and looking at what you can link to in your own website. And that will encourage visitors to explore your own website too, including any products or services you sell. And also what other websites you can link to, like any stats you've quoted or other businesses you might think are of interest to people reading the article, like hair and makeup artists if you're a wedding photographer. So, to conclude, SEO doesn't need to be scary or difficult. There's a lot you can do yourself before you involve anybody else. And while there are many factors that Google takes into account in deciding where to rank web pages in a search, several hundred factors apparently, and they regularly change the way the algorithm works just to keep people on their toes, the most important is that the page is relevant to the term that's being searched for. And that's not going to change. So writing a single page or a blog post all about the word or phrase you want to be found for is the best thing you can do to be found for that word or phrase in Google. Once you've written the page or post, you can then go back and optimise it for SEO purposes, ensuring you're using the words and phrases that you want to be found for in the title, the website address, headings, body text and images. Finally, make sure you've got enough text some images, which are optimised, and links on the page or post. Don't forget, you can download a free copy of my SEO checklist over on my website, beyondthekitchentable.co.uk, to help you. So go ahead, think of the words and phrases that people use when they're searching for business like yours, and write page or post on them. Go back and optimise it. Let me know how you get on, and I'll see you next week.